If, you, um, if you're going to be ordained, not just in the Episcopal Church, but pretty much any church in America, you have to go through a program called Clinical Pastoral Education, which is uh, it's an internship, 400-hour uh, internship um, in, a, in a clinical setting, like a hospital. So basically it's a hospital chaplain internship. And this gospel reading today always reminds me of my internship. I did an internship at a, a nationwide children's hospital in Columbus, Ohio. And, and the reason it reminds me of that experience is because every week there was a group of us going through this program together. And every week we would gather together for a chapel service. And, then, and each of us took turns sort of reflecting on a piece of scripture and on the week that this scripture showed up, it was my turn to offer the reflection. And it really spoke to me in lots of ways, this reading, because I, I felt like I was being tossed about in a storm in my internship. It's a few weeks into it, and I have never felt more lost, more out of place than I did in that, that program. Because I, it was a big transition point because, you know, before I went to a seminary to be ordained, I had been an engineer. You know, and my whole job was about sort of fixing things. My whole life is kind of around finding solutions. Now, some of you may say, well, it's just kind of like a man thing. You're always trying to fix stuff. But um, it was really, it was my vocation was to, to take things and make them better. That's what I did. But in the hospital, that, that wasn't my role. And I didn't really know what to do. Because the truth is that, that most of the people who were patients that I was interacting with and their families weren't people who were going to get fixed. They weren't going to be cured. They, they mostly were at this hospital because they had chronic incurable conditions and the best they could hope for was to learn how to manage it you know and so there was very little fixing going on and what fixing there was going on that wasn't going to be done by me that was the job of the doctors and the nurses and all the other people that work in the hospital and so I felt lost and I felt sort of tossed about I felt like I had no purpose and and this reading you know, I'd heard it before. It's not like I'd never encountered it, but it really spoke to me because it, it showed me that I wasn't the only person who'd ever felt lost and storm-tossed. That the disciples, just like me, were, were afraid. Even though they're in Jesus' presence, they're terrified. And I wasn't the only one who'd ever questioned God. Why am I here? Why did I give up that really good life that paid pretty well? To be here in this hospital and feel alone and lost. I just wanted to spend every day hiding in the library or the cafeteria. And the disciples, you know, they, they were questioning, who is this person that we've chosen to follow? And it was comforting to know that, that they had questioned in the same way that I had questioned. But ultimately, you know, I think what really comforted me was that in the midst of all of that, Jesus seemed to be kind of unconcerned. 
I don't think that's exactly right, but he's asleep in the stern, right? It's in the back of the boat. And I don't know, I mean, this boat sits in the Sea of Galilee. This isn't like, you know, a giant ocean cruiser. This is like, you know, a 20-foot-long boat tossed about in a storm. And Jesus is sleeping through it. Jesus must be a pretty heavy sleeper. And you know, Jesus in the Bible, he, he is presented in lots of ways. He has lots of emotions. He can be angry. He can be happy. He can be sad. He can be grieving. He can be um, confusing. But of all the human emotions that Jesus goes through, and he's a human just like us, right? He's fully human and fully divine. But he's fully human just like us. And yet Jesus, in the Gospels, is never afraid. Never. I can't think of a single story, a single passage, where Jesus has fear. Jesus' faith in the Father is implacable. It's, it's unshakable. It is so strong that there is nothing that he encounters that causes him fear. He's not afraid to, to deal with the crowds. He's not afraid in the synagogue when they gather up to throw him off the side of a cliff. He's not afraid when he, he's uh, brought before the authorities in Jerusalem. He's not afraid as he carries his cross to his own death. Jesus is never afraid. Now, I suspect that being the Son of God makes that kind of faith a lot easier. And I'll be honest with you, I don't have faith like that. I wish I did. I really, really do. But I don't. I'm a person and, and I'm more of like a mustard seed of faith kind of guy. That some days that's all I can bring together. It's just, just a tiny mustard seed of faith. A tiny little bit. And so I'm, I'm afraid sometimes. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm worried. And I tell you what, this last year and a half has been dispiriting to say the least. I feel like the ground has been pulled away from me in some ways and I feel as though things are topsy-turvy and I don't really feel like I understand what's going on and I feel helpless in the face of it all. I feel like I'm being tossed around in a storm and I can't muster the kind of fearlessness that Jesus has all the time. I still feel afraid. And yet, I, I, I can take a little bit of comfort because I know that Jesus isn't afraid. You know, when we go out to do mission, when we go out to, uh, to do things, you know, to help the least of these, we have sort of an implicit understanding that we're going to go out and we're going to fix some stuff. There's people who are hungry, we're going to give them food. If people don't have a house, we're going to give them a place to stay. There are people who are suffering from addictions. We're going to help them break those addictions. We're going to go out there and we're going to fix it. But we know that when we go out in mission, those aren't always the results that we get. Jesus told us that the poor will always be with us. And he didn't say that as some kind of throwaway line, but to help us understand that the, the sinfulness and evil that, that is in our world isn't necessarily going away. That following Jesus isn't some kind of like insurance policy against bad things. And sometimes I think we just need to 
not be afraid. That's, that's like the best that we can do. We may not have a solution. We may not have an answer. We may not be able to fix the thing that's broken. But we can be unafraid. And even better, when we encounter the situation where we just can't be unafraid, whether that's a sickness or something happening to someone in our family or events that are happening in the wider world, when we just can't let go of our, of our fears and our anxieties, we can have confidence that the one we follow, the one we claim as our own, is not afraid. That in the greatest of storm-tossed seas that our life brings us, when we are unable to muster enough faith to be unafraid, we can cling to Jesus' fearlessness. Sometimes, I think, that may be the best we can hope for. But Jesus' promises are true. Jesus' promises are that if we cling to him even when we doubt, that he will get us through. That that fearlessness that Jesus has and is willing to share with us can give us immeasurable strength. And that the promises that he holds out that our life is not bound by our mortality, but that it is eternal in the presence of God, is an invitation for us to be sort of bold in our fearlessness, to stand up for what is right, to stand against what is wrong, to let us know that we can lean on Jesus' strength, on Jesus' fearlessness, no matter what life brings us. Amen.